The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life, but when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com Swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. This episode is sponsored by Lindsay Wobbs. So thank you to all our patrons, especially her today, because we couldn't do what we do without you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So today's going to be a little different. Um, all our schedules are a little crazy right now. Everything's cool. Don't worry. Uh, we'll be back to our Chamber of Secrets analysis, of course, um, next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. But today, um, me and Meg just got back last week. Was it really just last week? It was week? like two weeks ago. Oh, okay, two weeks ago. Um, we just got back from Orlando, Florida. Big surprise, because we're there all the time. So today we're going to be discussing our weekend at the celebration of Harry Potter. But before we begin, Meg, let's talk about the Weekly Prophet. All right. This is also kind of a different type of Weekly Prophet than we're used to because there's... We're going to talk about a lot of news in this episode, so I don't want to highlight something in the Weekly Prophet when we're going to discuss it. That's fair. So... Um, We wanted to let all of our listeners know that Swish and Flick is heading to the Big Apple next February. Woohoo! We are going to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Broadway, February 21st and 22nd in New York, obviously. (laughs) Where? Uh, New York City. Oh. (laughs) So if anybody's going to be there, let us know. We would love to meet up with you. Whether you're going to be at the play or just if you live in New York City. Yeah, where are all of our New Yorkers at? So let us know. Where are New Yorkers at? <laughs> and we're going to set up a Swisher meetup. Yes. They're we always should, fun. We should do a Swisher meetup like in Central Park where Jacob and Newt go into the case. Oh, sure. Because it'll be February and it'll be very cold. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder... No, they did it. I was going to say, I wonder if there's filming locations in New York for that, but they did it all in Levesden. 
So of course. I, of course. Um, but anyway, we're going to set up a meetup. Anybody who lives in the area or wants to come in during that time, we're, we're going to do something. We've done um, a small handful before, and it's always just, it's a good time because it's, it's really fun to meet our listeners, and we always try and bring a little grab bag of something for whoever's there. And it's going to be all four of us this time. Yes. So. Not just our boring faces. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go to Katie with the recap from last week. You did that wrong. I'm not Tiffany. I can't do her You part. have to be Tiffany today. Recap. Thank you. <laughs> so last time, poor Ron got a howler. Poor thing. And Harry had a horrible day because Lockhart kept thinking that he was trying to get attention by flying in in a flying car and lots of other fun things. Um, but Harry just wanted to get through his classes. Um, we got to find out what mandrakes were. And we met Colin Creevy. And we also got to see just how big of a doofus Lockhart is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so but on now, from our horrible recap. <laughs> but now on to not the next chapter of the book. Yeah, definitely not today. Um, Katie, why don't you tell us what is the celebration of Harry Potter for any of our listeners who don't know what this annual event is in Orlando, Florida? First of all, it's amazing. We've gone every year since it started. So this is the fifth year yep. that they put it on. Um, the first year that it, oops, I should probably move that. The first year that it was on, me and Meg were doing our college program in Florida. So it was kind of just by luck that we got to go and we got to go every single day. And it was, it was not very organized that first year either. It's <laughs> no. gotten much better since then. So I'm going to read what Meg actually put in here so that I can do like an actual. This is direct from the Universal website. Yeah, an actual definition of the Harry Potter or celebration of Harry Potter. It's a magical three-day event presented by Warner Brothers and Universal Orlando Resort. You can enjoy film talent, Q&A sessions, oh, film talent, Q&A <laughs> sessions, <laughs> special panels, demonstrations, and new surprises. A celebration of Harry Potter takes place over three days inside Universal Studios Florida and Universal's Islands of Adventure. And most of the events are included with, you get like, your regular theme park admission gets you in. So you don't have to buy a special ticket for this special event, which is pretty cool. Um, and obviously, if you have an annual pass, you're, you can go in. Um, so, yeah, it's basically like the biggest Harry Potter con. It's, it's like a con. Yeah, that's I a, would say. Well, I it's a con that takes place inside a theme park. So it's a little bit different, obviously. Mm -hmm. So there's... Um, Next up, what we want to talk about is the expo, as they call it. So, like, what I compare the expo to in terms of a con is, like, that, like, when you walk into a con and there's all of those booths, but, like, at a con, all of those booths are trying to sell you stuff, whereas these booths are literally just there. I mean, I guess they are trying to sell you stuff. They're trying to sell you to come to their thing. <laughs> right. But, like, there's there's not really anything there for you to purchase. It's just to go and see behind the scenes of Harry Potter, the exhibition or, um, Levesden studios, the, the studio tour or cursed child or props. Exactly. So, um, so it's a cooler grouping of booths, I would think than mm -hmm. a normal con. So they have them inside like 
So Universal has like these giant sound stages. Um, in the that, backstage area. Yeah, you don't really even notice they're there. Um, but they usually use them, they used to use them for Halloween Horror Nights, which is like their big haunted house um, event that they put on every fall. But for the celebration, they use it for these expos. So like Meg said, it's just contained with, or just packed with all these Harry Potter memorabilia and information and like fun games and like weird things that you can do. I thought that we could go through each one and basically talk about like what was there. Yeah, go for it. Um, So they had two buildings this year. The very first couple years, they had crammed it all into one and then it slowly became too much. And they divided it into two. Plus, the line to get into this thing is ridiculous. I mean, if you... finally figured out how to work the system. Yes. (laughs) If you don't go to the expo first thing in the morning on one of the days that you're there, you're waiting two hours to three hours to get in. Now, we're talking park opens... Or early... Okay, so the park opens at nine. But if you're staying at a resort... Or if you have a certain level annual pass... You can get in... An hour before that. So for us, park opened at 8. We got there at 7, waited to get in at 8, and then immediately went to stand in line for the expo. And even then, I mean, we were not the first people. So I guess really we waited two hours. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but But it didn't take up our actual park time. Exactly. I didn't want to. I never thought of that before. So oh so basically, no matter what, you're waiting about two hours to get into this <laughs> thing. But if you get there super early, as Katie just said, it doesn't cut into your park time, really. So, like, it right. opens at 9, but then... Sorry, that's our cat. <laughs> if you can even hear that. He's, He's like trying to claw his way into the room. <laughs> um, if you get there at 9, you're waiting two hours from 9. So, like, you're talking two hours of your park time wasted, plus other panels and stuff are going on at park open so you're missing scheduled yes this is not something that you can go in and just willy-nilly like oh i'm gonna wing it at least i don't think so i'm sure that there are people that do it that way and they're fine with it but like i need first of all this is my favorite weekend of the year ever and um i can't imagine going in there and not planning because there's so much that goes on Mm -hmm. you want to see everything and we missed yeah, a ton. We did, yeah. <clears throat> this was a different weekend for us because we did a very, very short version of it. Yeah, normally we're there much longer, but we couldn't get off, um, get time off for work. So we had to do like a late Friday night flight and a late Sunday night flight. So we so we were essentially there for like a day and a half. <laughs> yes. Worth it, though. Yeah. Definitely worth it. So sound. So there's two sound stages that the expo takes place in. The first one is sound stage 21. And this is where the first um, the first one on the list is the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child booth. We actually didn't go in, but I do know what was in there. We went in it last year and had different stuff. Yes, but some of the same stuff. Oh, okay. I saw pictures. Um, there was a long line, and there were other things that were more important that we wanted to do, so we skipped it. But, oh, but we peeked in, don't worry. Yes. So what you got to see in there was basically they had like a recap summary of what the play is kind of like on the wall. There's like different things you can read that were like in their booth. It's like this little, it's like this little room that you went into and it was like a tour kind of, of cursed Mm -hmm. child. So you went in, you got to see Hermione's outfit that she wears. Um, You got to see Harry's outfit, Ron's outfit, 
and then you also got to see Albus and Scorpius's wands. And which I think this is only the second time they've ever been on display. Last year's yes. celebration was the first time that they had ever been like released to the public. Yeah, nobody had ever seen them up close and personal besides mm-hmm. the cast of Cursed Child. So that was really cool. Um, and then also they had like the banners from the houses that you could take pictures with. Which they have the oh, I'm, I'm in love with these because it's like it's just an H like for Hufflepuff, but the H looks like a badger face and the S is a snake for Slytherin. They're just, they're so cute. They're really cool. And last year, actually, you had to wait in that line to take a picture with those. But this year they just had them out, which was kind of nice. You could just walk up yeah, and that take was pictures cool. with them. Um, so the next one, this is the Harry Potter, Warner Brothers Studio Tour London, the making of Harry Potter in Soundstage 21. So it's not, the room that you went into, it was just the props. It was like all those Goblet of Fire props that they had. They had the omnoculars. Oh, okay. Um, I remember. Okay. I'm getting the two mixed up. Yeah. I'm good now. Oh, I knew you were going to, so that's why, <laughs> that's why I said it really quick before you talk about it. That's the other soundstage. <laughs> so, yeah, some some of these stands span both sound stages. So, like, the, the studio tour in London brought so many props that they couldn't all fit in one of the expo halls. So they then scattered them into the second expo. Um, so there was Harry Potter's crib, his oh my God. mobile. When you walked in, that was the first thing you saw. And it was just like, it was, it was so sad. sad because, well, then they also had, <laughs> which brought also, you back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> they also had like a wax baby Harry with the note to Petunia in it. And he, I mean, he had green eyes. So oh, I was just going to say the... that was the only good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks pretty creepy. But it was um, like his little blanket swaddle, you know. I imagine that's like the baby that Hagrid was holding or something when he yeah. came. You know, that's what I'm assuming that was used for. Um, what else did they have? They had the port key boot. I thought that was really cool. Like, it's really random. A random prop, but I liked it. It was bigger than I thought. It was a big boot. It's huge. And then they it's like had... like Hagrid's size. <laughs> yeah. And then they had um, a snitch. I don't know, like, what it was from, or I don't think it was, like, the open at the close snitch or anything, but... No. Um, they had... Sirius's Azkaban sign. Mm-hmm. Which that was I really cool. About. I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, I hope that Sirius is not Bellatrix, and it, <laughs> it was. <laughs> they had omnoculars. Those are really, like, intricate and cool. Yeah, they're amazing. And the funny thing is, is leading up to this weekend, we tried to watch all the movies because, you know, we've never seen them before. And uh, we I... We got through, like, we got Order through, of the Phoenix. Yeah, we got through five because we were just so busy that week. But um, that was the... When we watched Goblet of Fire, that was the first time I noticed Ron holding the omnoculars. And then we go to the celebration and, like, there, there they there. are. <laughs> it was very Goblet of Fire-centric in terms of the props, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, because oh. they also had... The Quidditch World Cup program. Mm-hmm. They had um, oh Rita Skeeter's quill. Oh yeah, the quick quotes, quick quotes quill. Yep. I think that might have been it for props. And that's oh, and then they side. also had that whole little. Um, they brought the chair that Slughorn used in Half Blood Prince. So like, guys. It was so cool. It was so cool. Um, they I'm had like to his... remember his name, like his real name, Horace Lughorn's real oh, name. Oh, this is gonna bother me because he's in like a million things. Yeah, he's like a really popular actor, and I feel like an idiot because I can't remember it. Here, look it up on here. Um, 
Um, but yeah, they had his like um, in Half Blood Prince when you meet him for the first time and he's in like those stripy pajamas. They had that outfit, and then right next to it, they had like the armchair, which we found out. Jim Broadbent. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> which we found out is like that was not CGI at all. Like him becoming like from an armchair to a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like in that of, weird um, in between stage. Yeah, that was kind of uh, the Studio Tour London's thing that they did this year. Was they talked about the visual effects in the movies a lot. Every year they kind of do like a theme. Like last year it was the dark arts, and then they talked about like wand making, um, and then this year it was all about like visual effects and how. Harry Potter in general tried really hard to stray away from CGI as many times as possible. Right. Obviously, there are some did, things they yeah. couldn't do. But if they could, they would do practical effects as opposed right. to CGI. So, yeah, the the whole Slughorn thing, like the only thing that's CGI is at the very end of it, whenever he shakes his arms and they turn into his hands, obviously, they had to use CGI for that. I like that part. It goes, poof. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever he was sitting and his head pops out of it, that's all practical. And then he stands up and it like still looks like a chair. That's practical. It was so cool because they like showed us like we went up to this little stand and these guys just started talking about it. And they're like, here, look. And they like lifted it up and like showed you where his head popped out. And it's they turned just it around made of foam. Yeah. It's like you can hold it with one finger. It's just so light. Yeah. So that was really awesome. And then um, we actually got a video of it, which we'll be putting on Main Street, I think. Yeah, my Main Street. We got a ton of footage this weekend. And um, I just ended our vlogs on our last trip in December. Mm-hmm. So Main Street 9 and 3 quarters now for the next couple of weeks is going to be uh, the celebration. Yeah, so if you, we got the whole thing that they showed us, like the whole demo. So we'll be putting that on there for sure. Um, the next stand is Pottermore and Audible. Do you want to talk about that one? Do you remember what they do? Audible? Only slightly. You, they, you go. You okay. Go. <laughs> so Audible, um, for the past two years, they've done a trivia challenge, basically. Where So Audible, anybody who doesn't know, Audible is Amazon's... Um, it's an Amazon company, and you can get... What am I trying to say? Like audiobooks? Audiobooks, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a subscription for audiobooks. Um, and they just recently added all of the Harry Potter audiobooks um, to it. Like, I think it was just two years ago. So like last year was the first year Audible was there. They talked about how all of the books were coming. So this year they were just back again to remind you that you can get the Harry Potter books on Audible. But then they, they do this trivia thing where you listen to a part of the book and then you answer a question on it. Um, and like the, the film talent did a round of this too. We weren't yeah. there for that, obviously. Yeah, we didn't see that, but I know that, yeah, they do that every year. Those lucky people who got to do it with them though. I know. Oh my God. Can you imagine though? Like I bet you'd probably beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them for sure. Um, I don't know about Ivana. No. But she, she wasn't there this year, but Ivana she, Lynch. Oh my gosh. She would, she would probably own all of us. Um, so yeah, and then they partner with Pottermore because you can get the audiobooks on Pottermore.com as well. Um, and then Pottermore recently just opened their shop to the U.S. It hadn't been open to the U.S. before that. So you can get awesome like stationery and prints and um, and all the audiobooks on their website. So they had they had brought like this really cool stand with all of the prints that you could get and then they brought some prints there that you could buy we actually bought one we bought the Ginny one 
what does it say? Anything's possible if you've got enough nerve. Yeah, that. One of my favorite Ginny quotes that they didn't use in the movies. Well, they gave her like 50 lines. I know. So. Uh, One of them being, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Bonnie. Warner Brothers Home Entertainment was the VR experience. Oh, this, this was is really, really cool. cool. I didn't do it. I I filmed it, so hopefully I got some good footage of that. But um, I did it. Just even just watching Meg do it was insane, and like the way she reacted. Because okay, VR is like virtual reality, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And it's come a long way from like what I remember the weird things being like when we were younger, right? But I watched Meg put this headset on, and immediately she was like, "Whoa! Oh it my was- god!" Yeah, it was the coolest experience. So they they had... Um, I guess we should explain, like, what you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was one of the things that, like, we ran to this because the line had been so long to do it. Got to the parks at 7, waited until 8 for it to open, ran to this expo. We were, like, third in line and somehow wound up yeah, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how it happened either. People must have like, oh, you know what? It was because people who had the passes to get in before us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, off the point. <laughs> um, I ran to this VR experience because the wait had been like three to four hours every day to do this. They only have like five headsets going on at one time. It's and ridiculous. It's like a two I don't, minute thing. So. Yeah. Um, but you got to go inside Newt's case. So we waited like... I mean, when we we waited like an hour and a half, even after nine o'clock to get yeah. this. Um, and we met this really amazing lady named Marie. Shout out to Marie. She, yeah. I don't know if you're, I mean, we told you about Swish and Flick. I don't know if you're going to listen, but um, I, I loved talking to you. She's like, she's an older lady who is as huge of a fan as we are. She and it was me in like 30 years. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> um, so... That was awesome. And we talked with her for like the entire time. And then um, finally it was my turn. And yeah, you put this headset on and then they give you this thing to hold in your hand and it turns into, they, they like explain the controls like, okay, this button is to select, this button is to go back. And then you'll use this hand almost as if you're holding a wand and you'll cast spells to make the animals do different things. So you go into his case and you can just, I mean, like, uh, you just look around like normal with this headset on and you see the Thunderbirds location where Frank is at. You see Frank. the You see the Akami. You see the Niffler. Um, what else did I see? Those are the ones you did. Were there more? Yeah. Oh, you can do the Arumpant. I saw someone doing I the did the Arumpant. Oh, I did, did four. You? Oh, geez. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the Arumpant is the one that I did first. Did you do the Akami? I didn't. Okay. I think that I didn't do the Akami, but I had watched somebody else do the Akami. Um, so yeah, and then you cast these spells and they like do different things. Like the Niffler, you would cast a spell to like throw a piece of gold and he would like come running and get it. And (laughs) he was really cute. Meg like did it and she's like, oh my God, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I like just wanted to reach out and pet it. And then... It was really awesome with the Thunderbird. Like, if they could figure out a way to, like, make wind hit you or something, it would make that experience even cooler. Because, well, first of all, just so this headset you put on, like, has earphones on it. So, like, you're hearing things. 
Um, and it's like surround sound almost. So it's, so you're like in this area where the Thunderbird is and he comes down and like, you can just like hear his wings like flapping. And I feel like I should have been able to feel like wind on my face. So if they could figure that out, it would take this to a whole nother level, but that was really awesome and worth the wait. But you can like get that to play at home. I think that's why they were showing it to you. Like, if you have the VR, like, if you have a whole VR headset, like, set up, you can actually get that game to play anytime. So, it's cool. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. We did not go to this stand, but... What was this? This was the demo for Hogwarts Mystery, the RPG game. Again, long line. You watched a demo, though, didn't you? Mm Mm-mm. Who did? Was it Sarah? It wasn't me. But, well, basically, I saw a little bit of a demo for it. And you can, like, it's like the Sims almost, like, with how detailed you can get with, like, your character. I'm kissing my life goodbye when this oh, comes out. <laughs> I can't wait. It looked really awesome. But, yeah, the line was really long. Um, and then the last stand in there was the Harry Potter film concert series. Um, and they had... Which is the new thing that they're doing, <clears throat> excuse me, where they're like touring the country and they're playing a live, the live soundtrack, the live, a live orchestra plays the music as you watch the film. Mm-hmm. It, me and Meg have seen Sorcerer's Stone. We have tickets to see Chamber in April. And I think that Prisoner is coming to Some places, our area in the fall, winter. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And it's Gobble to so Fire is cr- starting. Yeah, it's so crazy because, like, the people who are going to drop the money to go see this, to see a movie they've seen a thousand times, are the real fans. So it's like going to a midnight showing again. It's the coolest experience. Highly I can't recommend. Wait. I can't wait to go in April. Um, but, yeah, they had, they had uh, sheet music on display from the people who are – so, like, they, well, we'll talk about this more when we get to the panels because we saw the panel on – the film concert series, so I'll save that story. But they have sheet music on display from the person who helped adapt it to be able to be um, played the way that it's played for these movies, which is cool. Is so that sum up on stage twenty one. Yeah, that's a long summary, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then um, so this is actually like that was that's the new building that mm-hmm. they've added things to. So the the original building is sound stage thirty three. So the things that are in here have always been in here. Yep. It just has gotten so big that they needed an entire other warehouse to put things in. So in here, there's um, there's Scholastic. So they've got like a whole... Oh, and behind Scholastic, they have something called the Muggle Wall, which always kind of upsets me because like, I'm not a muggle. Yeah. But um, it's this giant piece of canvas, and they have these buckets of Sharpies, and you're supposed to write on there what Harry Potter means to you. And we've done it every single year, and we come up with something. And, like, people will go up there and draw, like, this one guy drew this beautiful Akami. Oh, my gosh. I got footage of it. I wonder if he's the same guy that drew Dobby that one year. Do you remember Maybe. that, Dobby? Yeah, that it was, was amazing. Crazy. But this guy who drew the Akami, like, hat, he made an Akami. Like, I think he was cosplaying Newt. Mm-hmm. And he made an alchemy. It was beautiful. Like around his neck, like a boa, but like, oh, it was so cool. Yeah. Um, so Scholastic hands out like um, these really cool posters. They did a Sorcerer's Stone one chamber, and then this year was Prisoner. So I obviously was super stoked. Um, and they've just got like little pamphlet giveaways and stuff. They gave away a really cool pin this year, too. It's oh, yeah. Because this year is the 20th anniversary of Sorcerer's Stone in America with Scholastic. So 
they made 20 years of magic pins. They're actually really cute. Yeah, they are. We may have gotten... Oh, wait, that's not true. But we may have found somewhere I some extra stuff. We have extra celebration stuff, and we have an autograph of the new illustrator for these 20th anniversary editions that are going to be coming out over the years. He got the job for the Scholastic reissues, and they're beautiful. They're like pencil. Oh, it's crazy. They're so good. Um, but we have one with a little little sneak peek of the Sorcerer's Stone cover with his autograph that we're definitely going to be giving away. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try and save that giveaway, though, like for when that comes out in July. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but we have it, and it will be given away to one of our beautiful listeners. Yes. Yeah, the Scholastic Wall is always a lot of fun. And then they also had this year, they had this little, like, Sorcerer's Stone cover of the book that you could go in the middle of with a broom and you could take your picture like you're Harry catching the snitch on the cover of Sorcerer's Stone, like the OG cover. Katie's freaking out because she wants to tell you about something else they had there. I can't believe I I forgot about this. But I think that that was actually, like, the studio tour. Okay, I'll wait. Yeah, wait. Okay. They just had stuff around the expo. Okay. Hold your horses. <laughs> She's so excited. Um, but the Scholastic Stand also shows you all of the cool books that they have out right now for you to get, like all the cool new coloring books that they have and the illustrated editions. And They had this new Honeydukes book. I didn't get to look at it. It was Honeydukes, like, coloring book. Oh, it looks, the cover looks so cool. I'm looking it up on Amazon and pre-ordering it. I don't think it's out yet. <laughs> no, I doubt but. it. Hi, Iggy. We have a oh podcast cat buddy today. Oh, oh, he, he fell. fell. Ow, he's clawing me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up is the Warner Brothers Studio Tour London. Again, the making of Harry Potter, but in the other soundstage. Now, this one, my cat is falling behind me again. Iggy. He's being really obnoxious. Get it together, yo. Um, now, this one... This is what we ran to the first morning to go see. This is my favorite thing to do. I agree. It's awesome. They take so like you go in there and there's this massive the first year that they did this. I had no idea what was in there. I don't think we went. I don't think we did either because I was like, what is that? It's just like you can't see what's inside. And there's this massive line to get into it. And I'm like, well, I can't even see what's in there. Like, why am I going to wait two hours? You see a trend here. Lines. Lines everywhere. Um. But anybody who goes, this line is worth it. Yeah. If you're going to wait in the line, do this one. Two years ago, so we've done it for the past three years. I think it was the second year they started doing the building. We didn't see it. But three years ago, they had Death Eaters that you got your picture taken with. So, like, they were dueling you. It was so cool. It was intimidating. And they were wearing, (laughs) like, the legitimate costumes from the films. So, like, that was your prop that you got to take a picture with. Last year, they had the legitimate Aragog, who was in the movies, hanging above you, and you got your picture taken below it. He's huge and scary. Yeah. This so year. scary. This year was amazing. This oh was the best God. one. They stepped it up. This was the best one. So what they did was they talked about visual effects, like we said before. So they wanted to show you all of the props that were used to make practical effects. So the first one that you got to see was the actual Goblet of Fire, which was really cool. It's made, so there's two apparently. One is actually carved out of wood, and it was more so just like a visual one that they used for the movies, um, not the one that like did the effects. So that one is actually still in London. This one is usually with that one, but they brought it over. 
It's made of fiberglass. It looks exactly like the wood one. <laughs> yes. And it was glowing blue, like the blue flames. That was mm-hmm. really cool when they turned that on. It's it's not just like, okay, you'd think you'd go there and they like push a button and it just like turns blue. No, it looked like it was frothing blue light. It was crazy. Like we're standing right in front of this thing and it looks like we're staring at the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And then they shot out Harry's name out of the Goblet of Fire and it looked just like it did in the movie. And Meg didn't tell me. She knew this and the girl next to me caught it and she opens it and it's Harry's name and I was like, oh, I know. so close. And I'm like, well, I'm not waiting in this line again to get another one. <laughs> right. Um, so that was really cool. And then behind us, they had a whole wall of proclamations, which was really cool. Oh, it was like a whole wall. There had to have been like 20 of them yeah, lined against the more. wall. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, but then they, so like, obviously that's not a visual effect, but what they put those up for was because they brought Professor Umbridge's outfit that she wore when Fred and George threw all the fireworks everywhere. And, and she's, she's like, like smoking. <laughs> like the smoking on her outfit was practical. They like put all of these wires and tubes through this dress to make it look like it was on fire or like singed and smoking. Like smoldering, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so cool. It You're telling really about the next one. Oh, and then so then you turn around and they had um, the uh, I almost said the Weasleys, the Dursleys <laughs> door, like with the mail slot, so that when um, Harry's getting all those letters and they come flying through the mail slot, um, so we're standing there and they're like, yeah, we're actually going to show you, like it's actually going to spit letters out at you, and she's like, you might want to stand back a little bit and get your cameras ready. Yeah, I wish I would have done a slow mo. Oh, that would have been so yeah. cool. We can slow it down. I can, yeah, because we got it on the good camera. So it literally spit out. All of these letters, and they like spilled it all over the floor. It had to have been like fifty letters. Yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, you guys can you guys can grab some of those." So it was like kids at a party with a pinata, like <laughs> trying to pick up candy, but adults just like scrambling. But uh, we got we got some extras of those, so we will a be, ton actually. We'll be happily giving some of those away as well. Um, and then after that, oh, and then after went, that was the photo spot. Yes, but. Another cool thing about this was it was on the floor was the actual carpet. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app there's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. 
and it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. You go, the room that you go into to get your picture taken is the, is the, uh, you almost made me say Weasley because you said the Weasley's <laughs> door. The Dursley's living room. So. Thanks okay. for setting that up for me. So, since you're going into the, the living room, the actual carpet from the Dursley's living room was on the floor. So you actually got to walk on that gaudy pink carpet. And they were like, I'm shocked, though, because they wouldn't let you set your bags down. It was like, God, you want me to take my shoes off, too? <laughs> but uh, it was really cool. It was quite plush. Yeah, so then they like um they didn't really have any other like props to make it look like the living room. It was just like on the wall, but yeah. you got to take your picture underneath the floating pudding from Chamber of Secrets. It was a lot smaller than I thought. Yeah. And then um and then they showed you blown up Aunt Marge <laughs> and she's like hanging above you and you got your picture underneath her. She was so big. Yeah. She was like a giant exercise ball. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then it was over. Sad. Yeah. And then, what did the exhibition have in there? Um, oh, they had all the costumes. Oh, yeah, I forgot That's about right. that. So the exhibition, Harry Potter, the exhibition. I thought that was Iggy, but it was you. Nah, he's snoozing. <laughs> um, the exhibition had this like stage that you could go up and they had costumes from fantastic beasts and the Harry Potter series. So they like, had so close to you. I mean, I, yeah, you could be like, a I could, I could touch them if I wanted. Um, we didn't, but no, I wanted to. yeah. So they had Serafina Pickery from fantastic beasts. They had Tina and Queenie's like flapper dresses from the blind pig. Yes. I'm trying to think if they had another... I think that was all the Fantastic Beast ones. Yeah. And then they had Bellatrix's outfit. Like her, like, black dress, like, original, like... Yeah. Not like Azkaban. No. Yeah, it was like her black outfit. Um, Lucius's fur coat from Chamber of Secrets, that outfit that he has when he's talking to the minister. Looked quite oh, regal. That's not Chamber of Secrets. That's uh, Half-Blood Prince. I was going to say Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> We've watched Sorry, guys. It's 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 Order of the Phoenix. Whenever Harry and Arthur are going down to his hearing, and you see Lucius and the minister talking in the hallway, it's that outfit. You know what? Though it might be Goblet too. He might have worn it to the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. He wore it in the films. That's yeah. all we know. Uh, then you see Ginny's dress that she wore to Bill and Fleur's wedding. Mm-hmm. You see Luna's outfit to the Christmas party. Hug. Hug horn. Hug horn. Slug horns. 
Christmas party. And Which then her so bracelet cool. that Ivana made. And it's her Patronus. And shout out to Stephanie San Santarpio. I think I said that right. But I posted while we were there, I posted a picture of the bracelet. And I was like, first person to tell me what this is gets a prize from the celebration. And Stephanie guessed it right the first time. Um, Shout out to you. Yeah, good job. That was awesome. So it was, it's a bracelet of Luna's Patronus. So it's like her rabbit Patronus. And she like beaded it. It's beautiful. It's really cool. Then we had the twins suits. From like when they're in their shop in Diagon Alley. And then Victor Crumb's outfit. Like um, his, his Yule like, Ball yeah. outfit. No. Yeah, the red with the fur on the oh, shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Tonks. Yeah. And they had those because those two were there as the talent. I'm sure that's why they brought them. It was like a cool, like, I don't know if it's actually dragon hide, but like some sweet jacket. And mm-hmm. I thought it's, it's really cool to see these up close because I noticed like even like her shoes, they look like worn Tonks shoes, you know, like they mm-hmm. look like. She's had them for years, and, you know, it, it was, it's really cool to just, like, see these things so tangible and in front of you. And I didn't mention this, but those other props, like the Porky Boot and Sirius's Azkaban sign, like, these things aren't behind a rope. They're in a glass case, but I could push my face against yeah, this glass. Yeah, you were glass. so close. It was awesome. And you can just see this detail, and it's, it's really cool to be able to see something that up close and personal. Being able to go into that Warner Brothers studio tour thing also, like... So, like, we've seen all the stuff that they've had for the studio tour every single year we've gone. But, like, we're going there this year. So it was just, like, extra special. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, you know, they at the end you walk out and they give you this bag with, like... You should visit the studio yeah, tour. Yeah, and, and, like, every year I'm, like, yeah, yeah, I want to. But, like, they handed it to me this year and I'm, like, I should keep this and read it because, like, I'm going to need it. Mm-hmm. My eyes are watering. I was just going to say. <laughs> I'm, like, so excited to go. It's unreal. Um and then do you want to talk about the thing you got super excited about? Yeah. Oh, man. This has to do with the... So the exhibition, they, like, put props all over the place. So that's... there's There was another cool, pretty pretty cool prop. So we got in line to do the scholastic thing. To, to meet, like take to a meet picture, the author. Yeah, to take a picture in front of that giant book. and The author. I wish I was in line <laughs> to meet the author. <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, so you're, like, in this long line, and it's, like, this weird spiral line. But then, like, once you get to the last leg of it... There's this wall, and they had brooms up, which it was really cool because seeing these brooms in person, you see them for like a split second in the film. You know, you don't get to appreciate that they've got like sweet foot handles and like seats on them. Yeah, you know, that kind of detail. But uh, you couldn't see the little plaque that said whose it was. And I was like, what did I guess? I was I guess? just kind of assuming that it was like the Nimbuses. But then as we got closer and I was like looking at, I'm like, wait, no, those don't look anything like the Nimbus brooms. Like who's yeah. are those? And the last one I was like, I don't think that's a firebolt. Like it just doesn't look right. So we get up there and the first one is Kingsley Shacklebolt, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Cause I think he's an understated character. Oh, I love him. Kingsley is totally BA. Yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> um, and then, the next one blew my mind because I just didn't expect it. Remus Lupin's broom. Yeah. I'm guessing that that's from the Seven Potters scene. Mm-hmm. That's what we concluded. I, I think I freaked out. Meg can know. Oh my gosh, it was cute. <laughs> but and then, then... Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Right next to it, 
The one that I was like wondering if it was a fireball because that's the closest thing I could think to it. It was Tox's broom, and it was so cool because like in the twigs, there's like it almost looks like phoenix feathers, and she's got like a like a rope or something tied to the front of it. Like it just has her own little personal touches to it. I think we thought it was the firebolt because of the feather, and we yeah. were like, "Oh, I wonder if that's like Harry's firebolt with hip with um Buckbeak's, Buckbeak's feather on it." Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just really cool. It was just like. There's always something that surprises you there or something. There's always magic in the air at Celebration, and it was Yeah, they always bring unexpected things. So basically what we're trying to say with this first little blip here, because I think a lot of people glaze over the expos because they're like, oh, I can't see what's in there. I'm not going to wait in that line. I'm not going to go. It's a long line to get in. You've got to go in the expos. I mean, when you go in there, it's That like, is the celebration to me. That's the biggest part yes. of it. Also, I forgot to mention, I don't remember which... I think it's in Soundstage 21. They do, like, these chalk drawings on the oh, ground. It was and 21. they're beautiful. They had one of, like, Luna and her lion head. And um, then Luna with her specter specs. Mm-hmm. And then I think... We didn't get to see the finished one, but I think it was, like, Harry and Ginny kissing. Yeah, that terrible kiss they did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one. Um, last year they did one cause Fantastic Beasts was still like really new. They did, um, like Newt with all his creatures around him. That and one it was, was amazing. I mean, it looks like you're staring at the poster. These people are incredible. They also did this year, but I guess it was outside. I never saw it. I just saw pictures, but it was Victor and Hermione at the Yule Ball. Oh really? Yeah. It was really that. pretty. Um, so yeah, if you ever go to the celebration, do not skip out on the expos. They are life. Yeah, as Meg said, that is the celebration. Like, And then also in both of those expos is where you'll find all of the special merchandise for mm-hmm. the celebration weekend. So they have t-shirts and pins and lanyards and magnets. And One year they even had socks. Like and a blanket. Socks. And yeah. a blanket. We bought it because, you know, why not? Um, they also every year now have a special Harry Potter celebration wand that you can use in the parks. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they have a lot of really cool stuff, but that's where you can find all of that if you ever go. Yep. This is going to be a long episode. Sorry, guys, because we're like, that was our first point, and we have like four. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. Um, Also, they have, um, in that same soundstage, they have um, Mina Lima's Oh, shoot, we totally skipped over Mina Lima. Yeah, we did. I was, like, wrapping it up. (laughs) Sorry, one last thing. So they're the graphic designers from the film. They're our favorite. Yeah, me and Meg are graphic designers, in case anybody didn't know. So we love them. This is the first year we didn't get to talk to them, which is so sad, because we're going to be able to go. Maybe we'll get to see them. Right, we're going to be able to go. go to their store in London. Yes. So their booth got bigger this year, and it's always incredible. The floor is covered in their designs. Graphics. Graphics. The wall is just covered in these framed prints, and it's like, it's screen-printed stuff that they do in-house themselves. So there's gold foil, and everything just looks so real. And then on the ceiling, there's things hanging. Like, you're just surrounded. They had letters hanging, and then I think it was, like, interdepartmental memos. Oh, yes. (laughs) It was cool. And then they also have, like, these little glass cases that are just, like, full of all, like, the paper props. and Like, they... Well, this year it was a lot of their merchandise, Mm -hmm. but in previous years they brought props from the film. So they had, like, the Life and Lies of Elvis Dumbledore. They had the Beetle... Tales of Beetle the Bard. um, History of Magic book. So, like, any graphic that you can think of in the book, they designed. So, like... They came on 
this might be again something to talk about more so when we get to their panel. But like they came on in Sorcerer's Stone thinking about oh, this is just like another movie that we're going to do. And it turned into like a decade's worth of work. And it was also really cool to see. So like they've come to every celebration, except maybe the first one. I'm not positive. positive. Um, But like nobody knew who they were the first time. And like their popularity has just exploded since doing the celebration. Now people appreciate the work that they did and understand what Mina Lima did. Like Mina Lima created... Almost every single massive prop that you can think of. The Marauder's Map, they designed it. Which is Mina's favorite. The Time Turner, they designed it. Um, Like these things that we have replicas of in our homes, you know what I mean? Like these people took what they had from the book, talked with Joe figured out what these things should look like and brought them to life. Like it blows a history my mind. of magic, the life and lives of Albus Dumbledore. Like I said, the Advanced tales of potion Beetle. making. Yeah. The, uh, Beetle, the bard book that Dumbledore gave Hermione, all the newspapers, the proclamations. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. The, the amount of work, work and everything that they've done for the films is yeah. Pretty amazing. I honestly, like as a designer myself, I don't know how they got any of it done. I don't know how they did everything. They, well, she said that they hire on people to help them, but it's Still, like. Yeah. Sometimes. Two people designed everything for. I mean, they designed every single piece of packaging in the Weasley Wizard Weezes shop. And they like came up with it themselves. Yeah. You know, like some of the things, some of the things they created themselves. Right. You know. Like, it wasn't actually, like, a listed prop in the book, or um, product in the book. Right, and they worked with JK a lot. It's, it blows my mind. So now we can move on to the panels. <laughs> yes. So. so throughout the day, um, like we said, it's a very scheduled event. So, you know, 9.30. The expos just open, like, pretty much all day. You yeah. can go as you please. So 9.30 to 10.30, there's, at this stage, there's this demonstration. And then from 11 to 12, there's this, you know. So, like, constantly there's always something going on, either at um, the studio side park or the adventure side park. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to, like, plan what is important to you so you know which side to be on. Because we missed a lot of panels. And, Mm -hmm. And part of that was because we didn't have Friday Usually we're there on Friday, and that's when we can do the expo, um, because there's no panels planned on Friday. But we had to do the we had to do the expo Saturday and Sunday in the morning, and we had to leave early on Sunday, so we couldn't do everything we wanted to do. But that's actually a good segue because on Friday, which we missed yeah. this year sadly, and we will never miss again. No, they do an opening night event, which. Originally, the first couple years, it really wasn't. It was kind of boring. It really wasn't that big of a deal. But then I think the first one we saw, it was awesome because they had. Um, they do announcements. Yeah. I mean, like the entire Potter universe saves announcements now for the celebration weekend. Mm-hmm. So, like, Pottermore will wait to announce things. The exhibition will wait to announce things. The studio tour announces things. Like, Universal, too. Yeah. I'm surprised Universal didn't announce With what the, the ride. ride's going to be. Yeah. But I know. So this year they announced um, Andrew Lincoln is going to be recording Quidditch Through the Ages. Which, which... I would have made my weekly profit. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. You but... guys get a whole bunch of weekly profits yeah, today. We do. You get a whole daily profit yeah. edition. <laughs> um, but I think that's super cool because I'm a Walking Dead fan. So, And a lot of people don't realize he's British. Yeah. yeah. And he is. I want him to do a chapter as Rick Grimes. Oh, that'd be awesome. Coral. Yeah. 
Um, Another thing that they announced was the little sneak peek of the concept art for the 20th anniversary editions. What the heck was that? I don't know. Something like attacked us. Look at Iggy looking out the window. Oh, my God. (laughs) My cat is so cute, guys. I can't handle it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He's so cute. You keep talking about taking pictures. Um, So you got to see the concept sketch from Brian Selznick, who we then got to meet later on that uh, Saturday and get his autograph, which was really cool. Um, They also announced coming this summer, Harry Potter, the exhibition is heading to Milan. So if any of our listeners are near or in Italy, check it out. Lucky you. We got to see the exhibition in Chicago the very first year that it was out. I think Chicago was its first. That was like its grand opening. Yeah, I think so too. So the the movies were still filming. We didn't get to see everything now that they have in there. I can't wait to go and see it again if it comes back to the U.S. soon. Oh, we'll be there for sure. We missed the New York one, unfortunately, but I will not miss it again. No. Um, So yeah, that was pretty much everything that was announced opening night. They also then did a little performance from the film concert series. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the film talent always comes out as kind of like a kickoff. Mm-hmm. So that is a good segue into the next panel that we yes. want to talk about, which is the film talent Q&A. Which we never miss. Sadly, we had to miss the second one on Sunday because we had to be on a plane. Yeah. But we saw the one on Saturday and it was everything I wanted it was, and more. <laughs> it was good. It was funny. It was a good group of film talent. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. It was... Um, Victor Crumb, who is Stanislav Yanevsky. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginny Weasley. Bonnie Wright. Fred and George Weasley. Oliver and James Phelps. And Nymphadora Tonks. Natalia Tina. So, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, what's his name? Stanislav? Mm-hmm. He Stan, was. Just call him Stan. He was hilarious. Oh, my God. He's so funny. First of all, his accent is adorable. He speaks very good English, but, like, his accent was just so cute. And, like, sometimes. It was crumb. Yeah, it was crumb. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no acting needed. But he and was, they like. they introduced him as the Bulgarian Bonbon, which oh, was yeah. just, oh, my God, I lost it. <laughs> Actually, just so that you guys know, the film talent Q&A is live on our YouTube Oh, yes. It's yes. uploading as we're recording right now, but by the time this is out, it will be on there. Yeah. So I won't ruin too much for you, but... Yeah, I don't really think that we should go in-depth on it, because, like, it was a 40-minute Q&A. The entire thing... Was good. ...is good and is on our YouTube page. Just I go d- watch it. I do want to say, though, so Ivana Lynch, she is Luna Lovegood, you know? She, I mean, she told... She told the people from Potter herself, you know, you can go with someone else if you want to, but you're wrong. Like, I'm <laughs> she, Luna. She's told that story the last time she was here. <laughs> yes. So um, I have to say that Natalia Tina is Tonks. I mean, she came out and within two seconds, she was exactly who I wanted her to be. She was <laughs> dropping swear words and like just <laughs> her general just demeanor. It was perfect. I'm sorry, Tiffany. I left the swear words in the video because it's just so tonks. <laughs> so good. on our YouTube page, she drops a couple S-bombs. You know, it's whatevs. It, she she's says, tonks. She says the A word. Yep. Oh, it was. It was it hilarious. Was really good. My, I, I will say that. I don't think Bonnie was there last year. I think it might have been the year before. But two years ago. 
she had kind of just so like I know I don't know if all a lot of you guys know this, but like a lot of the Harry Potter stars kind of do their little circuit through the cons. And two years ago, Bonnie had just started doing that. So she wasn't really very engaging. She probably wasn't comfortable with it yet. Right. So I was like, whenever they announced her, I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, she's kind of boring. Like, I'm sorry. But like, just in terms of like answering questions and all that kind of stuff, she just, she doesn't have, she didn't have good answers. She was very quiet. Um, Didn't seem really like she wanted to be there. But let me tell you, this year, and I know that she's done the con round because we saw her at Steel City Con, and she was better at Steel City Con than she was the first celebration weekend. Yeah, I agree. Um, But this time, she was very engaging. She had really good answers. She was funny. She seemed like she was really happy to be there. She seemed happy to be with Oliver and James and, like, hanging out with Stan and Natalia. Like, they all seemed like they were just having really good chemistry together. Um, They went to Rising Star on Saturday night, the karaoke bar in Universal. Uh, So, yeah, I I really enjoyed her this year. And Natalia was hilarious. Stan was also hilarious. (laughs) He was really good. So, um, if you want to check out the Q&A... Go to our YouTube page. The entire It's there in its entirety for you to view. Mm-hmm. Next up is the panel for Mina Lima, mm-hmm. which is one that we never miss. Again, probably because we're graphic designers, but we love hearing them talk about their time on the film. And you know we love them because we stood in the pouring oh, rain. Oh, my God. Absolute pouring meg's shoes got so soaked when she was walking bubbles were coming out of them and I then threw she them threw away. them away and bought shoes at the airport I that night out. so we love these people and we even had ponchos and we still got soaked <sighs> i know crazy so yeah they do they show you like um again every year the celebration has a theme kind of yes last year it was the dark arts the year before that it was like the candy shop or something and then the two years before that they didn't really have themes it was just kind of like yeah but this year though was the weasley wizard weezus mm-hmm. because the twins were there they focused on the packaging for the weasley wizard weezus shop and it's funny because they they've told the story before but they told it again this year um that the first round they were put in charge of making all this packaging for all of um, Weasley Wizard Weezes. And the first round, they submitted what they made. And they designed it as Mirafora and Eduardo. Right. And who was it? Was it the director? Was it David it, I Gates? think it was Stuart Craig. Oh, yeah. Stuart Craig. Stuart He's, Craig is, was their boss, basically. Yeah. He was like, no. This, this is all wrong. This is wrong. This is you guys designing it. This is supposed to be two teenage boys trying to sell quick yeah do it quick get the product on the shelf they just want to sell 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 so they went back and like purposefully made it like bad packaging bad packaging (laughs) like colors that just like vibrate against each other and like clash and don't don't look good but they still managed to make it look amazing so i thought that was a funny little tidbit yeah and they um they always talk about their favorite pieces. Mirafora always says that her favorite is the Marauder's Map. And that they had to revisit it like a hundred times because... Because the first time they designed it, you hadn't really seen all the places in the castle that you're going to see. So as the films went on, the map kind of evolved, which is just a cool concept. Right. Like what they needed it for in three, they may not have needed, you know, the hallway they were going to be down in six or whatever. So 
they had to constantly be adding and changing, which, good God, that thing is just all words, so... It's cool. Yeah. It's just such a cool concept how she made it. Mm-hmm. And then Eduardo always says his favorite is the Daily Prophet. Oh, yeah. Because they got to do so many versions of the Prophet. That's my, I mean, the Daily Prophet is why I love Order of the Phoenix so much. Yeah. I mean, it, I just love the design that they do for it. And he said that he loves that it came back in Fantastic Beasts because they're also the designers yeah. for Fantastic Beasts. Of course they as are. As well. He was like, yeah, I loved designing the New York Ghost. Yeah. And then. He hinted at another one. They, I'm guessing it's Paris's newspaper. What did he say? He he was just said he just said, and I'm sure it comes back in the oh. next one. <laughs> another one that we have to design. Um, so yeah. And then some other panels that they have. Um, you can do. You can learn wand combat skills with. with the guy who created Wand Combat for Harry Potter. His this name is Paul is, Harris. He's so funny and so engaging. And he comes out there and he has his wand and he tells everybody in the crowd to pull out their wands and like he shows you um, offensive and defensive. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cool and he like puts a whole little choreographed piece together and you like do it all. Yeah, and then they bring out these Death Eaters <laughs> and like everyone in the crowd has to like attack these Death Eaters. Yeah, it's so fun. I got. I also filmed that, so. Yes. Um, and then they also do a Harry Potter knowledge challenge where it's like trivia. You like, you have to go and like ask to be a part of it and they pick teams and then you can win prizes. It's really fun. And then, um, some other ones that they have, they had like behind the scenes with costumes in the films, behind the scenes of visual effects, which we missed. And I, was I know so I'm sad. They also had a panel on the new Hogwarts mystery game that we missed, um, Dance like a Bobaton and battle like a Durmstring. They, that's like, teach like, you choreography. I think that's really just for little kids, unfortunately. Yeah, but they teach you, like, ribbon dancing and then, like, the acrobatic stuff that the Durmstrings do. And then... But they, like, bring kids up on stage and, like, yeah. teach them. It's really cool. And then usually they have talent come out to some of these panels and mm-hmm. they, like, pop in as a oh, guest. Oh, hey, surprise! We have someone here who's going to help us learn wand combat. And I think it was, it was James or Oliver. Yeah. Excuse me for not knowing which one yeah. it was, but... And then the um, the last panel that we got to go to was Cine Concerts, Sound and Image, The Magic Behind the Music, and The Journey to Construct a Complete Score Live to Picture, which is the Harry Potter film concert series. Mm-hmm. And this was actually a really cool panel. They talked about how the music isn't written to be played the way that they play it. I mean, whenever John Williams writes the score to a film, he'll write a little blurb here, a little blurb there. And they're meant to be recorded separately and then placed over the film. Like, it's not meant to be played start back to, to finish. <laughs> yeah. So whenever they did this, they basically had to, like, rework the score. And that was what was on display in their panel or in their expo um, section was the the music that, that the guy who was doing this wrote over to, like, fix the score. And, like, he was saying sometimes the score's never even written down. Like, yes, John Williams yes. is very good with it, so all of the ones that John Williams did, one through three, those are all, you know, good to go, because he is, like, religious with writing down every single note. But other composers don't do that. They literally will just do it by ear, and they tell people how to play it, and it is what it is, and it's never written down. So, like, he has to literally listen to some of the songs and recompose them. That's so some talent, man. Yeah. I mean, this guy, you could tell the way he talked about it. He had such a passion for oh, what yeah. he does. Yeah. So you know that 
the uh, Cine concerts are in good hands. Cause yeah, and I, I highly recommend going to one. It's <sighs> We get dressed up and like make a big thing out of it, and it's, it's so always fun. really fun. Uh, okay, so that was all the panels, really. Yeah. Um, next, we wanted to touch on cosplays. <sighs> this is my second favorite thing about Celebration Weekend. My first is the expo halls. Second is the cosplays. Walking around and seeing what people have probably worked all year on mm-hmm. is amazing. Like me and Meg, we love just going as our student outfits. Like we've worked to get those to perfection. Mm-hmm. Meg actually had someone like ask her where something was because they thought that she worked there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I answered because I knew. But right. then I was like, but I don't work here. <laughs> I mean, like we could tell you anything you need to know. Um, but yeah, like I remember I was... I was walking to the bathroom and I passed this guy. I swear it could have been Eddie Redman as Newt Scamander. His he won. Face, he yeah. won the cosplay contest. Yeah, if you want to go look it up, he won it. His face, his demeanor, which, I mean, I don't know if he planned that, but, I mean, everything. Even his coat looked like the proper worn look. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was perfect. It wasn't a coat that he just, like, went and bought the one at Hot Topic right. or something. Like, yeah. he, I, I don't know where he found it or if he made it. Oh, my God, it was perfect. And then um, there's some really good umbridges. Mm-hmm. There's my favorite cosplay always. This guy wears it every year. His name's Diego. This um, is the first year I didn't run into him anywhere. I know. I didn't see him anywhere. But I know he was there because he posted pictures on Facebook. But uh, he does a cosplay of Professor Snape in Neville's grandma's clothes. The Boggart Snape. Oh, my God. It's so perfect. Again, walking by him, you'd think that it was him because he even looks like Snape. He, like, just looks like Alan Rickman. Oh, my it's, God. It's so good. It's so... I mean, he's got the vulture hat and, like, the proper cobwebs in it. And he's got the bag and he wears the high heels. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. He. I also saw a slughorn as the chair. Mm-hmm. A lot of moaning myrtles. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw someone who, like, was a toilet for the Ministry of Magic. I saw that, too. Yeah, that was <laughs> funny. Yeah, I didn't see this ones. one girl, but she's been there. I, I'm sure she was there. She paints her whole body. She's a golden snitch. Her whole body is gold. I saw a Cornish pixie. Really? Yeah, she's all blue with wings. I believe that there were some people who like had these custom-made outfits so that they were the marauders as like their animal forms. Uh-huh. It was pretty cute. I saw some founders. So like oh, Helga yes. Hufflepuff, oh. Rowena. <laughs> I read this funny story in one of these groups that I'm in on Facebook. There was um, a couple. They were Godric Gryffindor and Helga Hufflepuff. And they went to the Hogshead to get drinks. And they sell alcohol there. So um, Helga ordered some sort of alcoholic beverage. And they said, okay, can we see your ID? And she gave them her chocolate frog card. <laughs> and she ended up getting a free drink because they loved it so much. <laughs> so like these people... I mean, the people you just run into here, it's, there's no words for it. It's just so good and so fun. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Do you want to move on from cosplays? Yeah. I'm trying to think of anyone else, but shout out to anybody who who does that. And oh, and do we want to talk about if we have any plans for next year for cosplays? I want to do something cool, but I'm not sure what I want to do. I don't. If you guys have any ideas, we would love to What do you want to see Katie and I go as next year to the Celebration Weekend? It could be a couple. Yeah. Um, It could not be a couple. It could not be a couple. It could be creatures. It could be anything. We just need something good. And 
preferably something that is something unique. Yeah, something very like I loved the slughorn as the chair. Yeah, like I've never like seen something that like that. I also saw a petrified Hermione. She even had a pillow attached to the back of her head <laughs> and a mirror, <laughs> so like good. something crazy like that. Shout shout us your ideas. Yeah, we tell us on Twitter or tell us on Facebook because we got to get started on it because we yeah. we're at less than a year before the next one. Okay, so next we want to talk about um, the nighttime light show. So this is new. They especially, did a Christmas one. Yeah. So what they do is, I mean, if you've ever been to Disney, Disney does this as well. So they... On um, Cinderella Castle and on um, the Chinese Theater at Hollywood. Yes. Bless you. Um, so what they do is they have this light projection show that they put on the castle. So for Christmas, it legitimately looked like there was snow on the castle and like a tree in the courtyard. I and also have the Christmas show on our YouTube page, so yes. you can go check it out. And like it looked like ghosts were flying around, and then at one point they turned it into Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, and it was like bogger banger and like dung bombs and like all this crazy stuff. So for this weekend, they debuted a brand new lifetime show, which I believe is permanent now. Right now, it's not, but I feel like it will be. Yeah. They're just doing it, like, a handful of dates throughout February and then seeing how it goes and if people like it, which I'm sure they will, and I don't know why they won't just make it permanent, but, yeah. So what it basically was is, like, you know, you got this music swelling around you and, like, God, it gives you feels, and it's... They have these little pine cones in all of the trees as well, Mm -hmm. like, around the castle. And you just think, like, oh, it's pine trees with pine cones. But the pine cones are lights. So at night during this show, like, all of the trees everywhere light up. Like, the music will swell and, like, it'll, like, light up like magic just went through all the trees. Um, But basically the gist of the show was, um, was the houses. So it would, like, it, like, lit up with, um... The Ravenclaw crest, and then it, they had like a little show with like I think an eagle swooped or something, and then it was Hufflepuff, and there was like a big badger, and it was like stripey, and then it was Slytherin, and it like got all dark, and there was snakes a really cool and, snake that like looked like the dark mark, and it was like gonna attack you, and then it was like uh, Gryffindor with a giant roaring lion. Slytherin and, was the coolest. I'm just saying. I feel I I will say I feel bad for the Ravenclaws because. It was the first one that came out. It was the start of the show. You didn't grasp the concept that they're going through the houses yet. And that one was like two seconds long. <laughs> and then the shortest. Hufflepuff was a little longer. But then you get the Slytherin, which Slytherin? I think was the longest. Definitely. And then they get to Gryffindor. And then like after that, though, it like wrapped up real quick. So it was very short. The Christmas yeah. one was a lot longer. And I think it was a lot better. Um, There's no denying it was really cool and it amazing. Was, yeah, it was awesome, but the Christmas one was better. So I yeah. hope that they just add more to it. Yeah, like, I mean... It's, like, five minutes long. You wait in line, and then, like, you get there, and it's so cool, but then it's over. Yeah. So they need to make it a little bit longer. They how need about, to, like, double about, the length of it, honestly. How about seven minutes long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have my bell. Ding! <laughs> All right. Something memorable that we're taking away from the celebration this year. Do you want to go first? Sure. So I want to say that just the atmosphere in general, I mean, every year, but this year it struck me at this one particular moment. It was just, we, we were waiting in line when we got there early, unconsciously knowing we were already waiting two hours. And uh, I, I told her to get coffee. Right. So <laughs> she stays my place in line. I, it's a pretty long walk from where we were to the Starbucks that they have there. 
So I walked all the way there. I got the coffee and I was just walking back. I'm in my costume, you know, I'm in my huff of huff tie and my vest and I'm walking past. Um, it wasn't really crowded, but there was a Slytherin and a Gryffindor and they were holding hands and they just looked at me and like there was just this smile of like knowing, you know, like just this bond real quick. And then I passed them and I passed another person and it was like the same smile and feel and everyone's just so happy to be there and they're all there for the same reason it's just like it's a great feeling it's kind of like when you go out to the store or something and you see someone in a harry potter shirt right and you share that little moment because that's just how this fandom is yeah we all share this what thing i don't even have a word for it and that's that's just what the whole weekend is and that's why i love it so much yeah My memorable moment from this year is definitely just all of the people that we met while waiting in those long lines. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Marie. She made that wait fly by. She has been to London. She gave us all of these tips and tricks for our trip. She, we exchanged phone numbers. Um, She even sent me like the tour that they used to set up for Leveson Studios and like, it was just a really awesome experience. And, like, other people that we talked to, too, with Marie, there were other people in line that we had conversations with. We were talking about flights to London. and um, I mean, like Meg said, you're waiting these long lines, but all these people are there for the same reason you're there. So you all have something very large in common. And it's yeah. very easy to just – I'm super shy, but it's super easy for me to just strike up conversations with people while I'm there because you all share this bond. Yeah. So that's – I just – Meeting all these awesome people is what makes the celebration special. I don't really have any lightning bolt round questions. I'll ask something. Okay. If what, who is like the new film talent you think will come next year? Like one person or that you hope for maybe. Obviously like Emma. Don't say (laughs) Emma or Dan, but. (laughs) Well, first of all, I want Rupert to come back. He did it two years ago, um, but he wasn't. He wasn't as good. He wasn't as good as I wanted him to be in terms of like the Q and A. He didn't show up to the autograph session, which makes me like worried that they're never going to invite him back because like (laughs) they went to Rising Star and he apparently got drunk, and that's and that's why he didn't come to the autograph session. Do you know how he can make up for that? If he comes back with his ice cream truck and rolls around the streets giving giving out butterbeer ice cream. But yeah, he was like super inaccessible. They like didn't really take him anywhere to like meet with people. Um, So I'd like to see him again. But in terms of somebody new, like totally new. Yeah, let's, I mean, I don't know if it'll happen, but it'd be really cool to speculate. I would really like to see Helena Bonham Carter. Oh. But... I feel like she's too popular of an actress. I don't know. But Natalia Tina did it and she's in Gobble of or Gobble of Fire. <laughs> she's not actually. <laughs> she's in Game of Thrones and like pretty popular with that. So, I mean, it's possible. I would love to see her though. Like, can you imagine like Paul Harris bringing her out for the dueling session? Oh my, oh god. my god, that would be so cool. Oh my god, she would be so into it. I just want to mm-hmm. hear her do like her high pitched Bellatrix <laughs> shriek. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of someone. I, I mean, obviously, I want David Thewlis there. because I was going to say David Thewlis, but I saved it for you. Thank you. Okay, well, then that's mine because I would lose my mind. I no, told tell Meg, me somebody else because that's too predictable. I told Meg <laughs> that if he ever does it, we're buying the VIP package to because I need to meet him. If David Thewlis does it and Rupert Grint did it at the same time, that'd be perfect because I would pay <laughs> for the VIP package. No, they need to have David Thewlis and Gary Oldman do it. Oh, Gary Oldman. But again, he's a he's a big, big, big dude. 
Um, God, who would I want? You know who else I want? Because he was supposed to be there one year, but oh, he couldn't. Oh, yes. Robbie Coltrane. He was there, but he got sick. As soon as he landed, he, like, came down with the flu. Like a like a hospitalized was, flu. Yeah, was in Celebration Hospital, like, all weekend and then just flew home. I felt so bad. I feel like he'll never come again because he thinks <sighs> it's cursed. <laughs> but that would be cool. I can't think of... I asked this question and I can't think of an answer come on. myself. Come on. I'm thinking. Ooh, how about Julie Walters? Yeah. Or Maggie Smith? Yeah, sure. oh. you know though i'm <laughs> really so good i'm super ready for them to start incorporating fantastic Beasts. yes that's a good point i want queenie to come allison sudal bring queenie bring, bring queenie and jacob yes. oh that would be perfect oh that'd be so cute and you know i know that they don't have anything fantastic beasts really in the parks but hey. i'm ready for them to start incorporating it into the celebration weekend bring it on it's part of the harry potter universe it's part of the fam it's new and upcoming Get people excited for the new movies. Bring yeah. it. Yeah, they need to. They need to start bringing. I bet Eddie Wait, Redman would do it. Does the Does the movie come out next year? Not this year, right? No, it's this year. Oh, because... see, well, then they should have brought him this year. Not that I'm complaining about the talent because it was amazing. Yeah, it's this year, yeah. this fall. Which I'm surprised that they didn't release a teaser trailer. Yeah, but whatever. Whatever. We should run this stuff. <laughs> Fan story, Kate. All right. Can you read that? Yes. So our fan story this week comes from Meredith Courtney. She says, just wanted to say I'm such a fan of the podcast to the point where I listen to it at work. And I work in a greenhouse, so it travels and echoes, and it's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You are a wonderful Professor Sprout. (laughs) I also wanted to share with you guys my Harry Potter story. As a kid, my dad was in prison. In my mind, it was forever, but in actuality, it was only seven years. That's kind of funny, though. Ding. Ding. I forged such a strong bond with him through Harry Potter over the miles of distance and one or two phone calls a week. We, we both would eagerly read the chapters to hear what the other loved and how we reacted and picked favorite scenes. Picked a favorite scene. Picked a favorite like, scene. The mouse is right over there. <laughs> and drew it and would send our doodles to each other. It was such a pure and good connection. Unfortunately, that stopped after book three when my dad was released. We never talk anymore, but as a child, young adult, and adult... I craved and still craved the love I felt reading through those books because I feel that bond with him again. It's like reliving that connection. Even waiting for the new books to release, I still got that rush of that bond. Listening to your podcast helps me feel that bond again, too. And it's so wonderful. I feel like I can be in this happy place and share this bond again. I'm so thankful to have found Swish and Flick. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry that you don't talk anymore. That's... um that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, so. you know, but as I say, with probably every fan story, I mean, Hogwarts always welcomes you home. And I'm glad that in I'm that home. That, yeah, that that home reminds you of that connection. Yes, that you still, you know, that you haven't let it honestly beat you down. You just cherish it. Which... I'm glad that having this connection doesn't make you sad. It yeah, makes you happy. Because yeah. I feel like some people would let it make them sad. So I love that you have taken the good and the positivity of it and that you still cherish it. That's, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. So thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, all right. So our like five hour episode has come to a close. (laughs) (laughs) We're just a little passionate guys. The celebration weekend is amazing. Oh, I could talk about it more. Um, make sure you join our group on Facebook to use for discussion on each episode. We love chatting with everybody and also like our page to get all of the latest info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. 
You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content and other surprises. Our Botruckle and higher patrons get access to the Felix Files. And we bring you a special Patreon-only podcast every other week. Our Phoenix-level patrons also join us for a monthly Google Hangout, which is always a blast. And they also get to be a guest on the Felix Files. So if any of that sounds at all fun or interesting, make sure that you go over to www.patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. It helps us to be able to afford equipment to make us better and monthly fees to keep the podcast going. And we've been getting, um, this past week, we got a couple new... Phoenix patrons. New Phoenix patrons. So we're super excited about that. And they joined like just in time to be in our hangout. So that was really cool. It's really fun to see new faces. Yeah. And to share all this with you. We can't thank you enough. So, Tiffany, I'm sorry. I'm stealing (laughs) this this week. But uh, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just my voice. Ready for it? Ready for it. Celebration is life. I'm excited to talk about Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. Oh, this is me. Alright, and this episode is sponsored. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That means Katie talks. I'm not used to this. What's black mean? Both of us. Oh, okay.